Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will hear explicit golf barbershop talk penetrating your ear. Enjoy. Please note, this is a warning for explicit content. If you don't like what you hear, find another podcast, bitches. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. This is El Negro. Breathe, Negroes. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes. Um, I'm glad to be in the building. Oh, damn. It's the Negroes. And we would like to welcome you back. Welcome back. We have a great show. We have uh, a few people in the Red Cup Clubhouse today. Um, So I'll go around, introduce everyone, and then we're going to get to the business. Uh, We got our guy. Uh, I believe now he is the uh, 10th Negro uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, And he's out there and he's recording with us. We got Marcus out there. Marcus, darling. What's happening, Marcus? What's happening? Yeah, uh, I think I'm the 10th. I'll do some checking. I'm still trying to figure out what the rest of them are doing out here. Walking around the streets during work hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got the reigning champ. He decided to grace our presence and talk a little golf with us. What's happening, Ali? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I always love that uh, intro. Uh, Takes me back home to the African African safari. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Or> Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. They got a seven foot eleven dude out there in Nigeria. Yeah, we got a lot of tall, a lot of tall guys. Seven surprisingly, nine. Oh, giraffes, you know. man. Yeah. He's listed as seven eleven, but he's seven nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> And then we have another crowd favorite. Uh, he's the commish. Y'all appreciated what he brought to the show last week. And so did we. Man, we got Money Mike in the building. What's up, Money Mike player? How you doing? All right, then. Don't Good. squeeze hard. What's happening, Mike? What's up, fellas? Back-to-back weeks. You guys must have lost a bet or somebody <laughs> died or something. But I'm glad to be back. <laughs> and then... We got the red bone John Stamos on the call with us. Uh, <laughs> the red bone John Stamos. Uh, he's that's what they that's call what that's call what they was calling Russell Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> with his hair and red stuff. Yeah. And uh so uh and, and Reggie is his stunt double. That's uh, right. And he does all the things. Hey, welcome welcome Shug. Yeah. What's up, fellas? Chilling, you know, doing normal shit. Kiss my ass, sugar. You know, um, we on video. Yeah, we're on video. Hey, 
look for us to be on YouTube coming soon. So should be a good time. You'll get to see all our lovely faces and uh, match that with the voices and do the things and see the champs and the former champs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's three of us on this on this show today. All champs think together. I don't know. Going to video, it's gonna. That's what's gonna out me. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking, and I wasn't gonna say it. it just, don't be alarmed. You know, don't be alarmed. It <laughs> should, should be an exception this week. Don't don't be alarmed. There's a white boy. <laughs> I told you a while ago I was going to start start an alternative one. That you guys should be slightly alarmed about these Negroes. <laughs> nice, I like it. Um, Shug, what do we have going on this week? And then let's get to it. Yeah, this episode we're going to cover the golf news of the week. We're going to get into this week's players. It's all about the players, man. The fifth major. So uh, we'll get into some heavy uh, conversation about that. Last week's Puerto Rican Open. The Arnold Palmer Invitational. And we'll uh, cover the LPGA HSBC World Championship and who won. Uh, the front nine, who was overrated in terms of your, uh, your sports. Um, so it could be anybody in sports. Who do you think was the most overrated? Um, I'm sure that that's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, and then we got some, uh, uh, we got the back nine here is tiger washed. Yeah. So that will be, uh, also a, a decent conversation there. Um, the weekly segment, what are we hating on? And then we have a golf gigging song of the week for you, uh, in tribute, um, of international women's day. We got a good one for you. Um, so check that out. So let's get into that fucking golf news. Welcome to the Negro golf news. Hey, man. So uh, Tiger is not playing and did not play. He's skipping the players. Did you guys see that coming? Or do you think he's saving himself for the Masters? <clears throat> I think I think I saw it coming. Um, you know, I saw him play earlier this year and how he carried himself. I think uh, he was just trying to manage which tournaments he plays in and how much effort he puts in. But, I mean, the guy is – He's up there, and the fact that he's even still out there trying to compete is, you know, uh, I would say surprising, but considering everything that he's been through. But um, I think he's just saving himself for the Masters and see if he can have another shot at it. Other thoughts? I'm tired of hearing about about it. I think he's he's done. He's had his time. He's played some good golf in his career, obviously, obviously. Best golf I've ever seen played by somebody, but uh, I don't, I don't, I guess I'm getting tired of the is Tiger playing? He's playing in this one, he's not playing in this one, he didn't finish this one, he's gonna finish the next one. I think, I think he should just call it quits, go be, go be the commish or something, yeah, yeah, I mean. I, I think he's just trying to ride it out, man, and play as many tournaments as he can. Um, I, I think you're going to see, like he said, you know, I, I, he said he's only going to play in the in the majors and maybe a couple more. And I think over time, that even will get less. You know. Yeah, he said that shit like 
last fall. It was like, right. I got oh, the majors in me and maybe a couple here or there, but I mean, if I'm him and I can still swing and if I can maybe walk four rounds of golf, which he showed at Riviera, he can kind of do, then play in those majors, try to try to get to Jack. He only needs three more. And yeah. Now, as far as playing in the players championship, I don't know. I guess there's maybe a little speculation as to whether or not he knew all this lawsuit shit was coming out or not coming out, but would be a story this week and didn't want it to be overshadowing at the event. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he definitely needs more girls. Well, I mean, he knew because I mean, the the lawsuits have been going on between him and her since last October. So sure. He started smashing um, it's in the back, back by the Perkins. It went a couple more. I, I hope so. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's been going back and forth with that for a while, but um, I think he may have seen that it was coming to a head this week and didn't want it to overshadow anything. Mm. Well, but that's some, you know, some, just some cold shit uh, and just to be dragging all that shit through the media, man, it's, it's never a good thing. Yeah, we'll talk about it later on in the show yeah, uh, when yeah. we get to the Tiger topic. But um, speaking of Tiger, hey, there's a new full swing season coming next uh, next year, 2024. Um, a lot of people are hoping that they do something on Tiger. Um, I don't know if it's relevant or Charlie, if he'll allow it. Um, things like that. Uh, what would you guys like to see in full swing season two to make it a little bit better? I think I about making I think, it. Oh, go ahead, Ollie. No, I was, I was going to say like I think maybe uh, explore some of the players that went over to LIV and see how it how things kind of went for them. I know towards the end of this last season. There were some individuals that were on the show that ended up in LIV. Then let's see, like what happened, what transpired in that season, in that live season, and see how it worked for them compared to their counterparts in uh, on the PGA Tour. Um, I mean, and then some. You might see some of that. Yeah, and some of the, like you know, the contrary uh, amateurs that were probably up and coming and see how they're living their lives as you know amateurs and trying to make it into to get their card to play in the tour. Like you know, just reach one of those guys too. That'd be that'd be neat to see. But I know it's like the second season, so the battle was going to concentrate more on the well-known household names um, that are on on the tour. So. I think like you you can't make it boring. So they they opened it up. It was cool seeing uh, JT and Spieth and realizing like oh they grew up together and stuff like that. But it was kind of dry. I'm not gonna lie. That portion was a little dry. And then they opened up like the female sec female segment was dope. Um, just to see like some of the other golfers kind of go through stuff. The Brooks Kepka thing was interesting. I think if they <clears throat> uh, pull back the curtain more on that i don't know about the live stuff like yes they should talk about it but i don't know not their product i don't know don't get into it because i mean when you have these majors they're i mean their cameras are going to be there and that's going to be the big tension point is when these two things actually collide 
So those cameras are going to be rolling for that. It's it's going to be a part of the show without a doubt. Sure. Now them doing like a deep dive on any of the live stuff, probably not. But just the tension is all you need need on camera. You sure. Know, what I, kind of feeling that out a little bit. What I want to see is more of the the interactions with them and and their caddies, and more of the decision making like that they have to make. I mean, I know you can. I know they can mix that in when they're kind of doing some of that stuff. And I'd like to see some of those. Now, you know, not the full conversation, but you you know what I'm saying? Like when they, when you kind of see them make that aha moment or, you know, when they might be doubting themselves and they, they get something from their caddy. I think that that's, that's kind of those, those decisions are important to understand. You know, for me, I want to see how that, how that, how they tick, you know, how they, how their inner workings are. It would be cool to see some, some caddy stuff, maybe not even the interaction, but let's go into the lives of some of like the top caddies out there, yeah, right? Like just hey, and some of those caddies have carried for multiple top players, right? So to figure out like, you know, the inner workings or understanding how that worked, what they had to read, learn from new players, figure out the chemistry and doing stuff like that, um, and how they became just such good caddies, I think yeah. would be a be kind of a, a dope story in itself. It's a team like it's like to, it's like a, you know, it's, it's no different from when, you know, when you you're in your work environment and you rely on other people. Right. You, you got to kind of take their perspective and and, you know, and rot and roll with it. And and Spieth is the guy that kind of puts that the most forward, like when he was going on his run in the Masters and everything, whenever he would get in front of a microphone, it was always a we. He was always talking about his team that was mm-hmm. doing this, him, his caddy. I mean, probably like sports psychiatrist. And he was always talking about his team, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a super speed fan, but he, he would always talk in that, that, that we. Right. Yeah. I like it, but look for that to come out season two. It was a hit, um, more money coming for, for the PGA and Netflix. It was good. Um, Speaking of, like, the tour, uh, this week was the players, and, of course, they have all the interviews prior, um, and they had a players meeting and such. And Rory came out and said, uh, Liv has helped all of golf get paid um, and admitted it and everything like that. And people were tearing his ass up in the press, on Twitter, calling him a hypocrite. And I'm talking big names. Uh, you're talking Hank Haney's out there, like giving giving them the business and calling them hypocrites and stuff like that. So, what say you about what Rory has said and him flipping a new leaf and everything like that? And also, there was a riff with some of the players in that PGA meeting that didn't even show up. They were, they're just tired of them. So, what say you? He stated the obvious. Bingo. Finally. Yeah. Which I know you've got a beef with the commissioner. The commissioner and all of it. He was on a press conference for like over an hour. And he did not even acknowledge that Liv had anything to do with that shit. Yeah, that's he just true. would not say it, which I get it. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say it. You and PGA, you don't have to say shit about it if you don't want to. And it seemed like every player under the sun was willing to say it, which I thought was, was just fine. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's like, no shit. Right. You wouldn't have gone to the lengths of this without having an actual threat. Gotcha, bitch. True. That's all I was, that's all I was trying to say last week is, is, is it, it took something to happen to get this to spark something in the PGA to make mm-hmm. some changes. And it ain't like it's, yeah, I mean, it's not changes for the bad. It's, yeah, I and mean, Moynihan was talking about, well, was, we had more money from the TV stuff. You know, points I was making last week, too. Like, there was more money. So, but all the functional changes of how tournaments are done and cuts and how many people are in this and designated events, that's more driven by what Liv was doing mm-hmm. as opposed to just, oh, we got more TV money, so we're redoing this shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, at, I mean, I'm of, glad Rory said it. He kind of had to say say it mm-hmm. because he's been so stubborn the, with you know coming out with shit. But um, and I think he's kind of fallen off as the as the voice, which I which I kind of like. Yep. You know, they're all getting they're all getting more money, more bread, and I think that regardless of you know him saying it or whatever, it, the facts are the facts, man. I mean, I think he this got happened. out in front of it. Yeah, he got out in front of it. So nobody, you know, the press, well, Roy, how's it feel to eat your words? So instead it's just, you know, let me jump out here and eat my words and say it in front of them. So it doesn't go past that. And a lot of the he players, criticized, a lot of players criticized all those other players that went over to the live for taking the money. And then now you're getting, you're a beneficiary of getting more money. So I think they both go hand in hand, man. So you, this, you know. It's That's golf. why we always the, the 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 plain thing is you should never talk about another uh, another cat's bread. Bingo. I oh. think I think, and then some of them, you know, you got some of the lower lower level guys took the money because that could that's that's potentially more money than they were going to make in the PGA over their career right. anyway. True. In a lump sum. So I, I see. I but see. They got hated on by I their peers. That, I can't say that if I was a if I was at the level of a a Harold Varner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I can't. I can't say if, if I wasn't a lower level, you know, bottom fifty player or whatever, that I would. I would have taken some money. Yeah, any of us. I think would, there's I a think. lot of people that yeah. would have to face that decision and and really look at them, look themselves in the mirror and say, "Am I ever going to see this kind of money?" Yeah. Well, it's easy decision for some. And still get to play golf. Yeah. Right. Well, we get to benefit if from I can it. Take care of my family and my family and my family and my family. Some of those guys are set for life. True. And if we all get to benefit from watching the drama, the golf and stuff, but at the end of the day, we just want to see good golf, right? And so hopefully, you know, we we get to take in all of this and watch all of them play. And hopefully, eventually, they'll they'll rectify it or figure out some way to coexist and uh just continue to entertain us and and we can continue to talk shit on this show so uh appreciate that hey this next uh topic we'll touch on it real quick we could probably go on a deep dive but it's crazy so mike d and i were talking he was like hey check this out and there's an article out there uh a PGA veteran's callous joke about blackface and Tiger Woods turned into a lesson of empathy um, by Michael Williams. Uh, this happened, uh, was written in September 17th, 2020. So uh, this 
article goes through and talks about uh, basically what happened with Tiger and his wife and how he crashed his Escalade and, and all these things like that. And uh, Charles Howell III uh, kind of made a joke of it, went blackface, grabbed a, a blonde chick, went in, in an Escalade, and actually had paparazzi chasing him, uh, thinking that he, he was Tiger and all these things, right? And uh, this reporter is hearing him tell the story as uh, he's overhearing it and he's telling it as a joke, like it's super funny and people are laughing at it. Um, and it, the story goes on and talks about like previous blackface experiences and how it affected things and and schools and how what people saw and bigotry and and whatnots like that so uh what say you about the article it was pretty interesting and this was on anscape.com uh great website so what say you about this uh article and uh everything that's going on is deep i read a little bit of it um i mean i didn't i didn't really dive into it too much when i start seeing anything blackface stuff like that i just I, I tend to just stay away from it it's it's touchy for me i don't i don't you know i just i don't i don't like that it's something that we still talk about just because of well i just put on a i, I, I knew they were chasing after a gay guy so i threw a fucking rainbow flag on the back of my car with a pink dildo and drove around hoping they think i was gay and then if i did something like that the, the the rift it would cause and the, the, the kickback it would cause. But then we still talk about this black face and it's supposed to be entertaining. And it just, yep. I stay away from stuff like that. Ali? Well, <clears throat> I know, I, and I, I think it was an interesting take on this part. And, you know, the unfortunate, you know, end of it looking from his point of view thinks that he is not in a way you know trying to poke fun at the case but he he saw some innocence in what he did but if you look at it from another aspect of things especially in this day and age um it's something that's really frowned upon and you know i wouldn't say like he needs to go ahead and issue an apology or anything but it's something that's happened in the past already and you know who has it affected and it just kind of brings to light that you know there are some things that happened in the past that you know we're not shouldn't be you know happy about but you know have the strength and fortitude to you know say hey i did this this was wrong and we shouldn't be doing this and you know pass along to you know the newer generation the next generation uh people who don't see the harm in in it and you know educate them on how it's wrong. So that's just the way I see it. But like Marcus said, you know, I think at this day and age, you know, it shouldn't be something that we should be, you know, talking about anymore, or at least keep that keeps coming up at yeah, this and day I, and age. Yeah. I think I from you know my perspective, I agree with everything that's been said. You know, it's it's a tough situation when you continue to still see people that that whether or not it was a joke or it was intended as a joke, what that can do to the, I guess the lasting 
the lasting environment that that can create, right? So, you know, this this man was a, a promising golfer. He could have maybe done different things in his career, but because of something that he did intended as maybe, you know, to be funny or what he thought was funny, we all make mistakes, but at the same time, those mistakes can have a long-lasting impact, right? So I think, you know, it, this is a lesson I thought will help that uh, some of the younger people in, in can learn from this because it's it's a it's a moment where you need to be humble, right? When you fuck up, be accountable and try to try to make things right. So I think that's what that's what if I had to take anything out of this, that that's something that would that I would take is that when you fuck up, you have to be humble, man, and you got to figure out a way to try to make up for mistakes. But at the same time, when you got to understand the the value of words and your actions. And it's not yeah, it's this... not always the intent. The mm-hmm. intent is how it makes somebody feel more than the intentions. I can't say that the guy was trying to be malicious or anything like that, but it made somebody feel no. that way. Right. And that's exactly what the article said. It's like right. there's the difference between intent and, and impact. Mm-hmm. And those are two different things. And yeah, I'd, I'd encourage anybody to go read this article on Anscape. Michael Williams is a is good a writer, freakishly good journalist, and the fact that he sat there in this press conference and listened to Charles Howell III tell this blackface anecdote, as as he describes it, being the only black guy in that that news conference. And being the only one with a tape recorder that has any evidence of it happening, um, and and listening to it, it was. I mean, you got to read the article. I won't do it justice, but it was a masterclass by him in terms of how he handled this situation. Yep. And 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 just the manner in which he did it. I mean, he basically waited till everybody asked their questions and, and everything they had of Charles Howell. And then when it was his turn, he asked him a legitimate golf question. But then on the back end of it came at him and just said, look, and I think I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, Charles, do yourself a favor. Never, ever tell that story in public again because it's embarrassing and it's ignorant. And in any one moment, if anybody hears that, everything you work for in 20 years will be gone. And I mean, telling him this straight to Charles in a, in a setting with a hundred people or however many people it was, you know, he's just like, it's dangerous and it's offensive and never do it again. And, you know, the story is like, I appreciate that. I can appreciate. I mean, he he. The way he handled that was just like, okay, that's amazing because you would expect somebody to just fly off the handle, you know. It should should come out. He should lose everything that he worked for because I've sat and watched a lot of athletes that look like me lose lose more for less. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And so, but the article is like such a roller coaster because Mm -hmm. it just punches you in the gut as soon as you just hear that story about the anecdote he gave and you're just like, fuck. And you think, you know, where it's going, but then, you know, he, he holds on to this story for the better part of a year mm-hmm. because he really wanted to explore Charles and like, 
But I think yeah, that that's, just, just shows that's he is part of the point. Yeah. He wanted and, to try to understand the root cause of where this man was coming from. You know what I mean? And I think that exactly. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of value in that too. You know what I mean? And, and I think he was he was probably just as surprised as any of us, you know, in reading the article that, okay, now Charles Howell wasn't actually just giving it lip service in terms of his true remorse. And I, I think the biggest lesson was like, you know, it was a masterclass in how Michael Williams handled that situation in the press conference. But it was also a lesson in somebody dealing with their own ignorance. Because, uh, you know, like we said, there's intent versus impact. And Charles Howe just basically was like, he acknowledged and continues to acknowledge his own ignorance on what it was he had done. And you just never see that. You get somebody that goes to their four hours of racial sensitivity training. They do the requirement and they're done. Yep. But Michael Williams goes on to tell the story of everything else Charles was doing that. Yeah. You can't always, you, you can't correct what he had done, but this is like, Hey, here's a roadmap for how you can actually fucking make some amends as best you can. And I mean, I'm no Charles Howe guy, but, the reason I came up with this is because he won that live tournament last week and yep. I, like researched him. And I saw the story and I was like, Holy shit. Um, and so just so much comes out of this article. So anybody that, you know, if you want to go check it out, it's, it's an awesome read. It's a roller coaster ride for sure. I mean, there's lessons on both sides and yeah, it's just a, a very, very in-depth thing to just like, wow, I can't believe this shit happened. And, it was two years ago. Nobody heard about it. It's crazy. Well said, Mike. Yeah. But I, yeah. Well said. Hey, that was uh make sure you go to uh anscape.com and check out the story. Uh hold on here. A PGA veterans callous joke and blackface and Tiger Woods turn into a lesson on empathy. Uh it was good. It's it's more in depth. We could have talked about this for a long time um so go check it out please do and just one more quick note on michael williams um he actually wrote a more in-depth article on the new usga president that we talked about last week yeah where golf digest basically said hey a black guy just got this position and they left the article at that yep michael williams did a q a with the new president. So check that shit out as well. Very good. Great information. Thanks, Mike. Hey, let's get into some golf. Keep this thing rolling. And then uh, we're going to get into uh, some, some great topics, touch those and keep it rolling. So we, uh, we had the Puerto Rican open. So what happened? Should we had Nico, Echeverria, I think that's how you would say his last name with the win. <laughs> um, and uh, I shit, I don't. Do y'all remember, remember who you picked for the Puerto Rican Open? I think we just rolled right. We, we rolled right straight through it. Yep, I do. I do because I gave him the wrong name. I called him Andy Van Ruin. It's Eric Van Ruin. Nice. How do you place? And he finished thirty second. Ah, 
His mustache came in like eighth, though. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, shout out I mean, to them, you know, playing. Decent bread, too. Yeah. Decent bread. I mean, $684,000. Why not? Get get your bread. So that's who I picked. And, uh, that's, that's who I picked. Say I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. You, you didn't? Weren't, you didn't. You didn't, you didn't send your picks in. <laughs> I did. It's not, it's not in the ledger, Marcus. It's not in the ledger. Prove, prove it. <laughs> Call me a liar. <laughs> so then the the competing tournament, uh, which everyone was watching, which was uh, for, for 20 big ones, uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, who won that, Shook? Kurt Kitayama with the big win out of the Corn Ferry Tour, man. That, nice. that dude was out there doing some big things. Yeah. Um, and he had a lot of competition up there. And, uh, you know, he might have won a – like, you, you put your hands up there, Mike. Put him back, back up there. Did you, did you win some money? Yes, he did. He got 500 off of him. Nice, man. Nice. And, video and it was uh, – You don't see video? I don't see Mike or Eric. Uh, we here. Okay. We here. Um, it was a good playoff. Uh, well, not playoff, but it was going to be a playoff. Mike and I were texting back and forth. There was a lot of people jumping in and out of the top spot uh, for a while there now. So, uh, I know, with it, Yama, he was going to win me 500, and I was like, I don't know if I want the 500 or a seven-person play- playoff. Right. This shit is dope. <laughs> yeah. So they were competing. Yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised that when he dropped that double, I think it was on the sixth. Oh, I can't remember which one was on the front line, anyways. But I thought like, okay, well, he's out. You know, with Rory, you know, coming back from behind, and yeah, it was an interesting uh, tournament for sure. That yeah. kept me glued to the TV more than I wanted to. It was cool, man, to see all those, uh, to see the bunch. Like, and I mean, even if you looked just a couple players down too, that they just a couple holes here or there. That could have been real interesting. What you guys do? Y'all, do, you, do y'all know what the biggest playoff number of people that have had to play in a playoff ever? I don't. I'd like to see that. Yep. I think I've seen. I may have seen three or four that I can remember. But, yeah, I think uh, I saw four in recent years. But I think three was like last year. I think it was I can't remember yep. which tournament that was. But it was a three-way tie into the. And it was late at night, yeah. too. So. And speaking of dumb shit Rory said, um, <laughs> it wasn't even the live comments. It was the bullshit about, oh, I think I think the fans want to see birdies at the end. And I'm like, no, I want to see carnage. I want to see you good-ass golfers get your ass whooped. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Yes, indeed. That's what we want to see. I got you. I got you out here. It says uh, February 14th, 2018. Six golfers were uh, the most um, players in the sudden death playoff. Wow. I'm trying to look nice. for the tournament here. Very nice. It was the, oh, it was the 19, or no, the, actually, you're, you're right, Marcus. This one says in the article, it says the 1994 GTE Byron Nelson Classic. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Very nice. There was two of them here, and it's, yeah, that's the right one. Six. Yeah. Well, it was close to being that crazy. this weekend. I ain't even gonna lie. This past weekend, it, it was, was it was going back and forth, and then the numbers kept looking the same. And uh, I mean, this guy made some. Fu- he made a 
2012 I mean, had the longest longest one for eight holes. It lasted eight holes. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Yeah. This this guy had to make a hell of a putt to even get that win. It was it was a long putt. He was pretty ballsy. He putted it like it was nothing. So um, he almost had, had that triple. Go ahead. Go that ahead. triple on nine, and I was like, "Shit, there goes my money." <laughs> yeah. then, he, then he just kept parring out, and nobody could make a fucking putt. And he finally hit that that uh, birdie on seventeen, and then just a monster on shot was, on eighteen. Yep. Yeah, that shit was crazy, and that shit, oh, that was so. I mean, if someone would have went over there and farted on that ball, it would have went in. Yeah, and he had to mark that little shit. So people you, were giving him shit you, for that. Okay. Yeah, they were. I would have too. Though. I would have put a big ass marker. I would have had a like a you know one I used all all round and shit, and then I would have had a real big ass one. You know, people were saying like he was he took too long to get the ball, like you only got ten seconds or whatever. And mm-hmm. part of that was he was asking, uh, shit, who was he playing with? Was that it wasn't Hatton? Uh, whoever he was playing with, he was like, do you mind if I go ahead? market because he didn't want to be a dick but yeah. he also knew he won the tournament so he wanted the other dude to finish out first so oh, that's kind of what took him so long to get there maybe he's gonna get a timer on pga like in baseball <laughs> <laughs> i mean they do they, they 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 say you have you have a reasonable about reasonable amount of time to get to your ball and then you have 10 seconds to tap it in oh shit. And he, he certainly pushed the boundary but you know he's about to win fucking leave him alone yeah, yeah. What if, it was, what if he f- forgot his, what if he forgot, forgot his putter on the previous hole? I mean, can he go back and go get it and then come back and hit his hole? Oh shit, that's a good question. Like that's, he couldn't tap it in with his driver. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. that's true. He probably could have <laughs> tapped that in with anything. I do think it's cool to see the you know someone from the corn. You know, I don't know it can happen, but you know, just just new stories, new you know, this dude's from the corn ferry tour. Had to work to get his his way up there. Had exceptions, and then still went out there and won this tournament. Man, I just think that that's he was from every cool. tour. That dude has played on a dozen yeah. tours around this world. That's what I'm saying. He had to work his way. He had to work. Well, his he way. played in last year. He played in this same weekend. He was playing in the Puerto Rican Open. Yep, not the Arnold Palmer. Okay. I think he finished like 24th or something last year at the Puerto Rican Open. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, sign him. you just you can just see that's how. You know, yeah. BJ's got a feeder system and guys can come up. And but one of the biggest, AC, man. Yeah, and one of the biggest awesome. reasons I think he did was because he has Bryson's old caddy that Tim Tucker that I think <laughs> has helped him a ton. Sure. Because his last caddy cost him potentially cost him the the, the tournament at, at Pebble Beach. He like misclubbed him a couple times and he like hit him over the over the green at Pebble Beach when he was like in contention. Yeah. So he fired that dude right away. Yeah, he did. And so then he got hooked up with Tim Tucker, who was Bryson's old caddy, who actually fired Bryson, if if that's what you want to call it. He fucking quit on Bryson. Couldn't take his shit anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> he he led Bryson to eight wins and so he was so gracious when when Kitayama won. He was just like, Yeah, this dude's world class and you could just tell he was just in love with this guy and like not having to deal with the bullshit that sure. he had to deal with with Bryson. Right. Um, dope. It was a dope, dope tourney. Speaking of dope tourneys, they're back again this week 
at the players. Hey, where's the players taking place? It's it actually the first round has been suspended, but most players have been through as we're recording this. But Shug, where are they at, and what's it for? The <clears throat> so they are at the TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Verde Beach, Florida. There's a par of seventy two, seven thousand two hundred and seventy five yards with a purse of twenty five million dollars. And they uh, went through the first round today. That course was eating their ass up. 100% carnage. 18 was getting people. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because there were some people like, um, I can't remember who was up there, but they they were having a bad day. And they put a ball right in that motherfucker. And then then had a perfect drive right after that, right? And that's so relatable to me. Uh, yeah. So um, makes you feel makes you feel good though. So you know, I, I, I sorry I feel sorry for Aaron Wise man because I saw that <laughs> I saw that shit happen. That's when I first turned it on. Like I finally got a chance to watch today, and that's the first that I, they were following him when that happened, and I was just like, wow. I just pack up my shit and go 10. home for real. Yep. You get a ten. Hey, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm out. Carry my bag straight to the car, sir. I'm out. Um, but did any of your players, so since they're playing right now, the players that you think that's going to win, like do you have a pick right now who you think, and is there someone that you picked or had in mind to win this? Uh, how are they doing? Because I, I had Spieth, and Finau Spieth is doing okay, but Finau uh, is not. So, I was gonna go with. Uh, I thought Scheffler was gonna be due for one, and then I was gonna pick Morikawa, just because he. I think he didn't he win it last year, or he was up there last year. Yeah, he was up there last year. Yep. Yeah. Who won it last year? Probably won it last year. I can't remember. I'll tell you. He might have. Cam Smith won it last Cam year. Cam Smith. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yep. Cam. Oh, Cam. Yeah, he lives there. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to play, even though he lives down the street. Yep. He said he, he said he's going to come in as a patron and just heckle people. <laughs> the one, the one cat I was going to say was uh, Jason Day, man, but he's not. He's not doing too good. He's tied for nineteenth, I believe, somewhere around there. But yeah, I took uh, I took Scheffler at twelve to one. Scheffler sixth. I took Keegan at sixty-six to one. He's nineteenth right now. Oh shit! Yeah, that was. And then I, I mean, dude, after watching last week, how much the leaderboard can flip flop, especially in the first two days. If like you're playing morning, afternoon, like tomorrow, it's going to be a completely different leaderboard because anybody that's going off in the morning is going to be all right, and yep. then afternoon it's going to get windy and maybe some rain. So yeah, that it's going to it's going to change. Uh, I mean, Marikaro might be able to keep it going, but um, and then I took I took Kitayama. I mean, nobody's gonna go back to back, right? But he came in at 150 to one. I'm like, he just <laughs> fucking won the Arnold Palmer. How is he 150 to one? It's like, so I can just throw ten bucks on it to win 1500, right? All right, sure, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Shuffler, Keegan, and Kitayama. Now I had uh, Rom and uh, my favorite Finau to have a top five finish at least, but um, it's the first day. Well, 
He's the first. Yeah, it's the first yeah. day. So just, um, and then like Mike said, I think that leaderboard is going to change quite a bunch between tomorrow and Saturday for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I think I I think uh, I think so. I mentioned Jason Day because I was looking at him like he might you know make some noise this week. He's been trying, but I don't know. I just I I think it's gonna be Rom, Shoffley, or uh, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, that um, Fidel was who I was kind of looking at for sure. Yeah, Rom and Shoffley better get their shit together. Yeah, They're like T fifty right now. Yep. Yep. It'll be. I mean, it's gonna. Be, you know, the one thing is, is that I. I this is a. This is a good golf course, man. Seems to be real challenging for these guys. So I, get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Because it's going to be good golf over the next couple of days. Man. And shout out to watch the eighth hole. Yeah. Eighth hole. <laughs> yeah. The eighth, the eighth hole is the only hole in that course that doesn't have water. There's one. <laughs> that tells you like everything. 18, 18, 16, 18 balls today in the water, man. On um, Just not good for these guys. Man, I know I'll be in there. I would have added to that myself oh i no doubt um, i would have been i would have been snorkeling already kind of go get my ball in the water <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh shout out to espn plus for their coverage again today outstanding i could watch all coverage i had it all over while they i was had at like work a dozen boxes on today yeah they did that's cool it's crazy yes espn tomorrow, plus they got it right we wanted golf and they delivered for sure so hey shout out tomorrow should be on and popping uh, turn it on, check it out, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. It should be a interesting finish on Sunday. Hey, uh, let's roll to the ladies. Uh, the LPGA HSBC Women's World Championship. Uh, the winner was who? Suge. Jin Young Ko. All right, and uh, and, and how much money did she take home? Two hundred seventy k. All right. <laughs> But I would take, I, I would, I would, hey man, if you're going to pay me to, to, you know, 270K to go play golf, fucking, I'm in. I mean, of course, you play at spring. Sign me up. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Sign me the fuck up. I'm, I, think anybody, I think anybody that plays at Spring Hill would be. Right. Up. Let's, let's <laughs> hey. <laughs> it is what it is. Shout out to the ladies. Uh, keep doing your thing. I think they're off for like a week or so. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a tournament. Live is out this week. They're back uh, March 17th through the 19th. So shout out. Plenty of golf going on right now. Uh, the We got the players this weekend. So uh, enjoy all the players. Hey, we're going to roll into a quick topic of uh, is Tiger washed? Okay. And uh, I just, I think uh, he has a lot going on. We saw he pulled out of the players. Um, what say you on uh, Tiger being washed? Because it depends on what oh. your expectations are of a forty-seven-year-old. Exactly. I mean, like that he... almost died <laughs> twice. <laughs> he said twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Almost I mean, yeah. twice. I mean, if you're going to put it into that perspective, then, uh, yeah, I mean. He's got I seven more lives. <laughs> yeah, he got played seven four more rounds at 
four rounds at Riviera. I mean, every time he was walking up and down that hill from from nine to eighteen, I was just like, "Oh boy, please get over that." Hill. But shit, he shot on the Saturday. He shot shot sixty seven. He shot. I think one guy shot sixty four, and Tiger shot sixty seven. So I mean, he can put it together. Kind of. Do you think at so any point he's he, would, done. he would get one of those those carts? Not not a cart, but one of those kind of like motorcycle golf bag things that you could just ride up to your ball. PJ is not PJ is not allowing that shit ever. Why not? Like see pipes yeah. in Denver with his little scooter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> Had the Honda joint. Classic. Shot those fire! Shot those fire! <laughs> Honda Rom or whatever that thing was. He was rolling that shit. He was part of the he scooter gang. Yeah. <coughs> um now I I think I I mean, like Mike said, you know, it's you gotta think about the endurance part of it. Like can you how how long you continue to walk up and down those hills at that age with a somewhat healing broken body, you know, and still be competitive. Um I mean, we love to see him win one or two more before he finally retires. But man, it's like, I think Marcus mentioned it. Like, I think, you know, when's the time to hang it up, right? And just leave the field and say, "Hey, guys, I've done enough." You know, and all the I, controversy. I try to, to break it, but that's a bit, you know. The the car car wrecks, the ladies, everything. Like his current girlfriend right now is suing him, and. For thirty million dollars, and she not here. Didn't even hit one there damn golf ball. Uh, you know, she wasn't with him shooting in the gym, as they would say. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's crazy to me. This guy has endured so much to be a top athlete, to lose half his money, his billions and wins because he got caught cheating with all these women. The amount of embarrassment, the people that turn their back on him. Him being injured, I mean, he gave his all to this to this uh, sport. Had a bacchiotomy already. Uh, his his spine is made of steel. Um, Sold his soul, man. So he's still out there. I mean, he almost lost his. I mean, he was so close to losing his leg. Like right. people don't realize, like how fucked up he was in that in that car crash. And when you see him without that brace and walking and stuff, man, his leg is tragic. So, I mean, he's still out there trying to do it. Uh, he's just cuddling with the wrong hose is what I say. So, yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know. I don't know what. You can't if, fix that. It's, it's never going to be fixed. Should it should it be like, you know, should it be something like where you're going to date him that you need to sign like, you know, some like like prenup already? You know, even married. Like, I mean. No, what? she signed one. She did sign one. Yeah, but why, yeah, but why yeah, yeah. is she? But why is she still trading for money right now, though? I mean, because she, she can. Uh, because she wants money. Uh, because she, yeah, they're because they're done. Because his trust company misused forty thousand of her money or something. She's saying, and because that's a crime, and he has something to do with it, it voids the NDA. She should. If a crime, oh, if no. crime is committed, if a crime is committed, they just changed the law. I was reading in two thousand twenty-two. If a crime is committed and you sign an NDA. If the crime is committed by the person or the person involved who you sign the NDA with allows you to speak out against them. Because well, there, she's not alleging that she's not alleging that any crime occurred. 
That's the problem. She's no, only she been filing. She's but she's a, she's accusing them of misappropriating her money, which could which could a lawsuit could come about. It just hasn't yet. Well, she yeah, she's not filing that. What she's trying to do is basically they broke up. Tiger has an NDA. He knows it. I mean, Tiger's lawyered up in a manner that is, you know, he's going to be Teflon in this situation. But true, they signed an NDA. They broke up. He basically, she's alleging. He broke up with her at the airport, dude. No, 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 no. She's alleging that they broke up. They asked, he. she's saying that either him or one of his uh, associates told her to pack a bag to go on vacation. Right. And before she got to the airport, they were like, the locks are changed. Don't come back. We'll collect your stuff. Gotcha, bitch. That's some calls, and then she, she files a lawsuit immediately saying that she's entitled to a shit ton of money. She's basically claiming that she was a tenant and they had a verbal tenant agreement for another five years from now, Goodness. which actually isn't a thing. You have to have it written in writing. The only time a verbal agreement is acknowledged by a court is if it's a year or less. No, she's, she's trying to say one. they, no, they, they signed, signed a non-disclosure agreement. They signed yeah. that. Yeah. But in terms of a, a tenancy agreement, she's claiming that she was a tenant of his property. And she, but she's saying that verbally, she has nothing written and she's yeah, saying she's verbally out, they had the an house, agreement. She's got the, house in Cal- the, house, the house is in California. So no, 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 it's in Florida. The house Florida is in Florida. Has, Florida has the same laws. So if I came and just came in your house and stayed there and said, I wasn't leaving you by law have to go get an eviction notice. And I, I have 30 days to move my, remove myself from, from your property. It's like a, it's no, a squatter's no. law. It is. It's a squatter's no. law. Look it up. It's a squatter's law. Yeah, it is. It has, it has nothing. No, this, all of their lawsuits have nothing to do with a squatter's law. She is claiming. She is claiming. She is claiming they had a they a verbal agreement. So she's right. saying that there was an agreement in place. She's not saying that I've sat here for this long, therefore I am entitled to this. That's not what she's claiming. She has filed a lawsuit saying we had a verbal agreement, and. In in Florida, a verbal agreement is not legitimate for anything over one year. But she's claiming that things she's provide. She's claiming that the rental value, she's entitled to the rental value of the property, and that amounts to over thirty million dollars. She's basically saying she should be paid six million dollars a year for the remaining five years of their remaining remaining verbal contract. I think when. She doesn't even meet the definition of a tenant in terms of Florida's laws. And so she's completely full of shit on that front. And they have this non-disclosure agreement where any, any battles that they have, any arguments that they have has to be handled in arbitration. Yep. So it cannot go to, to a court of law. Going back to the point, is this, this is kind of, this is the, this is the it point that's out there is, that, but I'm saying is like, he's, all this bullshit is negative on him. Like it's bringing his, yeah. his, his brand down. It's bringing him as a, 
also read another article. I mean, it's 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 still it's still yet it's still yet to come to come if if it comes about. But there's there also I read an article also where she's claiming um, uh, physical physical and sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it, it doesn't claim that actually. That's and, the and, thing and, is they floated. So all the of these like TMZ bullshit and New York Post bullshit, all of these things have cited this uh, this thing where she thinks the non-disclosure agreement is not valid, and she's citing the rules that Biden had recently signed regarding any sexual abuse or harassment. Yeah. But she's been filing lawsuits since October, and in none of, none of those lawsuits has she claimed that any crime or any abuse has even been committed in any of her lawsuits, number one. Number two, those acts, if they did happen, they a, a non-disclosure agreement does not limit you from going to the police and right. filing yeah. criminal yeah. charges. And so she, at this point... Yeah, at this point, what she is looking for, and I mean, there up. may be some validity to to some of her complaints or whatever, but what it comes down to is Tiger has her in the corner where this has to be handled behind closed doors in arbitration, and he had that since day one, since they were started dating in 2017. He's had that on lock. And so she, she, yeah, she basically, they, they – so what happened is they probably tried to go to arbitration. Tiger was like, hey, I'll give you this, this, or this. You know, He probably threw out an amount of money or whatever. And that's when she said, no, fuck that. I want $30 million because I was supposed to be here for five years, and that's kind of weird. And then this $40,000 yeah. thing, that's a really random thing, $40,000 cash laying around. Tiger said, I'll give you $3,700, and I'll call you an Uber. Sure did. <laughs> so, come to the airport saying, man, with me. This is so bad, man. This is so bad yeah. for you. This is so bad for everything that you that you that you built, man. And it, but it's not so bad for him yet. I know yeah. if she can saying, get this in. If she can get it in the public fear, it, sphere, then it will it's be out there. No, it's not already, to the degree that she it is, wants it to be. I know, but it's already. It's it, this is this shit is already trickled out on TMZ. It's. Mm. I mean, once it it's gets not there, it's, it's, not get her, it's not getting her thirty million dollars. No. It's Tiger, not going to get her thirty million. But what she wants, she's not she shit. wants to be able to say all of the salacious bullshit of their relationship. Their relationship. She right. wants to be able to do that and capitalize and right like, books no, and shit. It's going to be that's behind closed doors. You can say whatever the fuck you right now. You can say whatever you want right now, especially for Tiger. He's like, I've been through way worse bullshit than this. Right. <laughs> right. So, just, it's it's you know, like a it's like a magnet. If she knows magnet, she gets it out there, she can go write a book. Yep. Right. That way yeah, she exactly. Well, my the, the moral is how I got tripped on how I got tricked into a fake vacation. Hey. That is crazy. She did get tricked. Hey, the moral of the story is hey Tiger. Pick better hoes. Okay. No doubt. That's For about real. it. Uh, that's bottom line. Yeah, because well, he was doing all right. He was doing all right when he was messing with the hoes. Yeah. He was winning and everything. The host <laughs> with a T, not yeah. the not the hoes, but the host. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, let's get into our favorite segment. Um, hey, 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 hey. Hey, so. This week, 
there was minimal hate from the audience. They actually enjoyed the episode. The live topic was riveting. Uh, they did talk about us going on and on about it, but fuck them. We, we gave you what you wanted. Are you not entertained? So, uh, yeah, never satisfied, but they mama is, uh, so, uh, that was basically all the hate and, oh, there was a, a shot at Booger. Things are so quiet and going smoothly when he's not here. That's what was said. Oh, shit. So I'll I'll let him deal with that when he listens to this. That should be fun. Um, but we didn't give our own hate. So let's go around the room. Does everyone have some hate? We can we can just go through real fast, get to the song of the week, and get out of here. So what do we got? Ali, any hate this week? I am hated on the fact that this weather is still so damn, so goddamn cold. I can't go out and go wear this on the golf course. Oh, you know, oh there it is. To, oh, Jesus uh, Christ. To, 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 remind, to remind everyone that you know, <laughs> I lucked out and uh, dude, got this. So. this dude, dude is wearing it like the NWO and shit in here. This is crazy. <laughs> hey, you can't even, that, you got to put that around you twice. <laughs> I know, man. I went. I, I, I bought the shampoo so that it could fit fit most everybody. I didn't know I had to go to Baby Gap to get you. To uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm hating on. Well, the weather and the goddamn uh, propsters who uh, increase the props on players like an hour before the game starts. <laughs> yeah, you're just not good. You're just not good at it, Ali. You're just not good at that. We you need to get you. We need to start with bingo. You need to come on down. Gambling problem? Dial one eight eight. Come on down here with me in Oklahoma, Ali. Yeah, uh, if, yeah. yeah. We're going to casino, casino together. Yeah, it's guaranteed help down here. You can't. You yeah. can't bet down here. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Marcus, you have some hate down there in Oklahoma. I do. I just hate being down here. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's uh, it's just man, it's slow. Like, good thing I ate earlier. Everything closed at nine. The one spot the lady told us about has got super good food. They open from. Nine to eleven thirty, and then they don't open. They close eleven thirty, and then they open back up at four. Four nine. They go take a nap. Sounds about right for Oklahoma. I just, yeah. I just hate, I hate, I hate not having. I'm not hate not being in my own space. Um, I got. I'm getting a little one bedroom, but it still ain't home. You know what I mean? It's right. Just, and then I'm out here in this good weather, and I'm banging out all these hours, and I can't even go out swinging the clubs. Mm. So. We'll see what happens Saturday when it's eighty degrees. But yeah, I I, I hate being in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Mike D, you got some hate. I got a little bit of hate. Um, recently lost my mail key. Oh shit! And so I had to actually go to a post office. I don't know if y'all been to a post office in a while, but you don't want to go. Problematic. The last couple of years, has heard stories of like defunding and. And all this shit. I went into this post office in Aurora. There's like half the mailboxes are actually open. Oh, half of them were like taped shut. Yep. There's like one guy working. 
it's 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 crazy in there, man. It's like tumbleweeds blowing across the floor. <laughs> like, this is nuts. I never want to come here again. And then I I needed to get a new key, and they were like, "Yeah, we're looking at about six weeks for a new key." So yeah, I got to go to this fucking post office like every week to get my fucking mail. Oh shit! And yeah, it's, it's it's rough. It's rough, but they got to go to another country to make the key. Man, something I don't even know. Oh, but and I got one more other piece of hate, and this isn't uh, this isn't a black folks issue. This is uh, post round handshakes. I see these guys finish eighteen. All these white guys, they pull off their hat. They take their right hand to fix their busted ass sweaty hair, and then they immediately shake hands with the other motherfucker across them. <laughs> like, I, I don't need you fixing your sweaty ass hair. Yeah, it's gross. And then handshaking me with it. And then you see some guys that like deliberately just use their left hand to fix their shit. But some guys just like, yeah, that's nasty. Fix their shit, and then, hey, let's shake hands. Like, I mean, dudes are fucking dirty in general, but. You ain't got to worry about me doing that. My fucking skin. Yeah, you don't got to worry about blood folks doing that. They're not trying to fix their fucking locks. No, we're not. (laughs) Reggie. (laughs) Yeah. Eric, no, no, there are no locks there. I'm just, I'm going to dap you up and get to it, you know. But I did notice that. That is gross. Like you watch it on TV and they do, they go like this and then they shake their hand and you're like, man, you've been sweating in this hat for like 10 hours. Mm -hmm. Right. Bro. Your hat done changed three colors. When you've been playing, gross. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> disgusting. I mean, your hands dirty, yeah, but you don't got to get it all moist before you fucking shake hands on eighteen either. Yeah, that's gross. And the word moist is going to make a lot of people happy. God. But if you take that moist. same sweat and wipe it and put it in your hand, and you splash it on somebody's face, you know that's a that's felony assault. What for throwing bodily fluid on somebody? You didn't know that? Whoa! Spit, urine, anything, sweat. Any kind of bodily fluid is a felony if you throw it on somebody. The more you know. If, if Ali tries to win again, I'm going to assault him. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's no problem with that because I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I got luck to work on this year. Suge, you got some hate. Um. Oh, shit. Yeah, kind of. You know, I do have some hate, man. Uh it's taking almost three months, three months to get a fucking truck part to fix my fuel pump on my ride. Mm-hmm. It is fucking 2023, man. Why is it taking three months to get a part, which I might not be able to. What's up? Where'd you take it? No, I'm I did Toyota in general. Like, so this part has been out for three months. They haven't had any in the U.S. Because it's, it's coming from Japan. That's why. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that it's, this is some crazy ass shit, man. This is this. This whole issue has impacted millions of, of truck drivers who have the same truck that I do. I'm just saying, like, they are there. So they're lined up that far out, but they just got the parts in. So I'm hating on that, man, because it's taken a long time and I've had to limit driving because of that. And it's when it's real cold, my shit won't even it it barely starts. Shit. That sucks. Wow. And I have a, I mean, I have a 2016 truck, man. It's not it's not like it's you know, and I've taken I've it's it's clean. It's been it's been through all the services. I keep up on all that shit and just that fuel pump. When man. you say it's a fuel pump, how you it's know a, it's a it's pump? A piece 
it's a because it, it's the it's a like I get this I get all these alerts that come up on my on my dash and uh, it started with the check engine light so I went I, t- I took it in and they looked at the engine they looked at everything and it came come to find out it was my fucking fuel pump your traction my traction control gets turned off and my uh, my check engine light is on at all times Shit. until they fix it so hopefully over the weekend uh, motherfucker will be back rolling like I should nice oh I have a car hate too and then we can wrap it up hey folks with radar detectors and you're going 10 miles under the speed limit I should run your punk ass off the road man don't do that no more man okay <laughs> if you're driving a Subaru Outback or a Forester and you got that radar detector and you're not driving like that driving like you got a WRX I got a problem with you if I see that shit again hey man y'all are gonna read about me that shit is so frustrating <laughs> I was trying to get get to rolling, and I see, and then finally they get over, and I look. This motherfucker ain't got a radar detector hanging up. Oh yes, the fuck he do, and he was just chilling. And I'm like, whoa. So uh, never again. So that's that's. Come on, come on down here to the sticks and drive if you think it's frustrating up there. Uh-oh. Come on down here, drive a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they got time. They got time. They, just, they, got time. they are not in a hurry to go nowhere. nowhere. Right. <laughs> wow. And the speed limit here in town is thirty-five miles an hour. Oh and man, yeah, run yeah. And, 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 and don't and don't break it because they will pull you over for two miles over the speed limit. Guaranteed. I can tell you this from experience. Then there, then there will be. Then there'll Who's be nine. You, you said there ain't nobody there to pull you over, huh? We got like three Barney Fives out here. What are you talking about? You got to be around. That wraps. And then up. they say, "Don't go." They told me, "Don't go to the east side." Don't go to the east side. All right, where's that? On the east side of downtown. And then I told her where I was living. She said, yeah, that's real nice over there. You'll never get in any trouble over there. It's like five minutes from the east side. Oh, <laughs> man. Goodness gracious. Trouble don't go five minutes? Shit. <laughs> well, that wraps up our hate section of the week. Hey, uh, Golf Gents is... Uh, bringing us and sponsoring uh, the Golf Gig and Song of the Week. Uh, shout out to everyone that bought these player hats that I just secretly released and sold out of and I had to pull everything off the site. Uh, and so we are we are going to uh, restock uh, probably here in the next couple of days the Players Club hat. And... Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, you look like Ross and Southlands when I go on there. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it it be it be selling out, and I I, I try to restart like doing Ali. Real well. uh, You're doing real bad. It's one or the other. I'm doing well, and so I appreciate it. Everyone buying them. Like I'm, I was out of the three putt veteran hat. Ali uh, ordered one. Uh, in the in the back door and that will be restocked also this week too ollie your hat's coming too so uh appreciate all the support uh i had to do a lot of a lot of tax work so i appreciate it man i'm fortunate god bless can i shop uh nerdy gentleman warehouse direct can i come straight to the warehouse you you can do that too (laughs) you can do that too um, but the the golf <laughs> the golf gig and song. Any Domino's man, you don't get three dollars off your order by picking up yourself. Shit. Oh shit! I'll pay extra just to get something. <laughs> I got <laughs> <laughs> Oh shipping if I come over. 
<laughs> um, what is the golf gigging song of the week, Shug? So, uh, yeah, we getting back to Griselda here, man. Um, we're gonna, since it is uh, International Women's uh, Month, we're going to go with Armani Caesar with Survival of the Littest. So go ahead and hit that. Shout out to Armani Caesar. Hey, that album goes. It goes. She has some stuff on there. So, what say you about Armani Caesar? Do you think she has bars? How do you think that? How'd you feel, Marcus? Did you like that? She she did. She's all right. Yeah, but I just don't. I'm selective with the women I listen to because I can't relate to the shit they're talking about. They they ex strippers. They talking about sucking dick and fucking and breaking niggas off. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't listen to too many women like this. And 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 like all these all these chicks out here all these chicks out here like ex strippers and, and niggas write their rhymes. So she gotta be something special to be in that in that uh but I mean her flow is nice. Her yeah. flow is nice. She does her own shit, man. That's what I'll, that I will say about her. She does her own shit and I don't know. That's what they all say, and I don't I don't know that to be true about a lot of them. They vouched for her. There's, there's a she chick out there. There's a chick out there that's outing all these female rappers. Yeah, well, true. we'll see if it happens to her. They have to. They have to say that. Why would? Why wouldn't they? Not, why would they not say that though? If they're trying to sell her record. True. Why? Why would I? Why would I write for you, and then put that on blast if we trying to get you to sell records? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But I, you know, but I think I think she's got, she's got, nice got great production. She's got great yeah. production. They've given her some some really good beats over her last couple albums, but. You know, I think it's all for entertainment anyway. Yeah. Right. Mike D, what'd you think? <clears throat> I thought the beat was okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a nice little slow flow. She actually kind of sounds like, uh, this is probably obscure, but uh, Master Ace Incorporated, there was a, a chick in that group called Paula Perry. Mm-hmm. She kind of has the same flow as, as she did huh. back in the day. She was on that slaughterhouse. Digging yeah. the digging uh, the crates, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. All right, met, yeah, Mike. That's a that's a good comparison, man. Ali, um, I couldn't really relate. I mean, she's it's not really my type of rap from from her. I guess I don't know. Uh, I wasn't really feeling as much. I mean, I like the beats, but um, not what she really had to talk about. Like Marker said, I can't really relate, but. Um, it had some good beats to it, but I guess bars, but whatever. And I'll wrap it up. I I dig her. Um, that one is is a popular song of hers from that album. She has a lot of heat on that album. There, I think she has a song with uh, Conway on that album. 
which is one of my favorites off of that one. And the one with Kodak Black is, is comedy that and, is, and that shit goes. Yeah. Um, and it'll have you dancing and, and shaking a little bit. Yeah, I remember I checked it out when it came out last year, but yeah. like I said, it's just, the content is hard for me to because I, I mean, you sitting there and she start talking about you rapping along, and then she talking about sucking a nigga off or some shit. And you're like, uh, I don't know what that's like. I'm sorry. I but feel you. Got the windows down. You rapping along, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you say that like, whoa, yeah, right. all right. <laughs> that nigga listening to <laughs> little Nas X. <laughs> 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 I like her flow though. Like I said, I, I like her flow. She could flow. She got you know. All right. I, I think right. it's I, I think it's um you know you have genres of, of female artists like when because when I when I go back to you know a lot of people loved Lauren Hill growing up um and people like Raw Digger um those are some of the females like and you know if that's you go who I, further, that's who I was listening to yeah yeah. Yeah, right so, now, you know, Rhapsody, is, Rhapsody is probably my favorite female right now. Yeah, and she and she goes too, man. She uh, definitely Lady Quali. That, yeah. That's yeah. Lady yeah. Talib Quali. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, More of a lyricist. I, uh, I would, I would, I'll tell you right now. I'll listen to Armani over. Uh, 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 what's the big tall, the tall nigga? Um, <laughs> Meg. Meg. Stallion and yeah. Cardi B and yeah. Uh, that, Glorilla and all them. I listen to her over all them mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Yeah, agreed. Well, shout out to to Ethan. Yeah, for sure. They do. They go hard. They they be on some wild <laughs> shit. Shout out to our Armani Caesar man. Uh, appreciate you. Hey, for the Griselda folks, I heard uh, Conway's dropping an album uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to check that out, and I'm sure there's a lot of. Music dropping out there. Uh, just check it out. Hey, if you have a song, send it in to uh, the Negroes on Twitter or hit us up on Instagram. Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes Pod. Um, or we're going to hit you with some, we're going to hit you with some obscure and abstract music too, man. So, you know, we got, we got, there's a lot of diverse, uh, what I would say, perspectives on this show, man. So we're going to bring you everything that we, that makes us who we are. And Mike D is sending in the song for next week. Put you on the spot, Mike. Let's see. I know. Last week you told me I had it this week, but I'm, I forgot. I this week you details. got it. This week details. Yep, I got it. So you got it this week. I promise you. Uh, so let's roll to uh, final shout outs. Mike D, you got any shout outs? Uh, just you fellows, the family. It's going to be sixty degrees tomorrow. Anybody want to swing? If I can get out of my meetings, I I'll be down. I'll let you know. What yeah? What time? <laughs> Any time, man. It doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever time you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Word. Right on. Uh, Ali. Uh, yeah, shout out to the fellas. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the family for letting us do this every week, every other week. Um. Shout out to the uh, workers on the highways trying to keep those potholes sealed and stuff. Because I remember busting my tire like last week, man, and I was, well, two weeks ago. And man, that thing took took down a lot a lot of other cars. So 
Shout out to those guys risking their lives trying to <laughs> patch those holes. Um, that's all I got. Marcus. First of all, I want to thank me. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Marcus. <laughs> shout out to the kid. Shout out to my beautiful wife who came out here and visited and hung out with me for a whole week. Oh, that's who that is. I thought you got a roommate out there. No, motherfucker was I was I was I was feeling kind of lonely and I asked her to come see me. She said, "Oh, I'm leaving Tuesday." I said, "Today." <laughs> I, said, uh, I said Tuesday. Oh no, I, I misunderstood. I thought you said today. So she packed it up in one day and came out here on the road on a road trip, which she hates. So all the shout outs this week goes to her for coming on out and hanging with a lonely dude like me. That's what's up, man. Well, that is what's the whole up. show. I thought there was a wandering meth guy up just going back and forth <laughs> behind you. <laughs> no, that's her. So she's wild part. out there. We got our little dog here, so she's been tending her. But yep. All the shouts out goes to my wife this this week. Word, that's dope. Uh, Shook. Hey, uh, as we always tell you, man, shout outs to the this this crew. Um, DBA, man, we're I, I gotta love it, man. Um, Hard knock slicers. Um, my family, my wife. Um, you know, just you know the this weather that's hopefully coming this way a little bit warmer. Um, and then shout out to the listeners, man. We appreciate you guys riding with us. Um, and uh, on this journey that we're you know, we telling you, we bringing you the game of golf and and uh, some colorful you know, perspectives, yeah. So, uh, we appreciate y'all, man. And that's about it, man. Shout out to Fan Bam, shout out to the women for International Women's Day, uh, mm-hmm. doing your thing, you know, reunited. And it- shout out to Peaches and Herb, man. There's a lot of people out there connecting and. shit that song was dope. It was just in my head, so I just had to shout that. Shout to the Slicers. Shout to March Madness that's coming up this week. It's going to be pandemonium. Ali's going to be betting on a lot of games, and we'll be talking right. about that. I'm sure it's crazy. Hey, on the Red Is Cup, Duke boys. going to make the Sweet 16? It's close. You saw what they did, you saw what they did today. You saw what they did today. We'll talk about that on the Red Cup, boys. But if you guys want... There will be an open invitation to the Red Cup Boys March Madness for bragging rights, and and the winner can come on and talk shit and everything on the Red Cup Boys. So look for that out there. The invite will be sent out uh, here shortly, and the brackets will be open. Uh, shout out to Booga, Mikey, DJ, and their families, and everyone out there in Italy and Rome having fun. Hey, safe travels coming back. Uh, y'all out there eating eating the foo foo food and being fancy and drinking wine and shit like that. And y'all gonna come back here and house some McDonald's. I know y'all are. We like them niggas eating finger paints. (laughs) 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 Um, Shout out to Springtime. And the ladies bringing out the open toe shoes and their pretty toes. Shout out to that. Shout out to my arborist who came and trimmed my my tree. And so it can be healthy. I call him Landscaper, but cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right <laughs> Arborist. Wow. And then uh, shout out to. Did they like cut it into the shape of a swan or what? <laughs> yeah, Did they you cut into a, the yeah. bark and give you a sound? Arborist when you have a brand new uh, den oh. sitting in for the. <laughs> yeah, that's where he got the wood for the bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> shout out to the uh, Red Cuppers for joining and jumping in our clubhouse every week. 
Sending us Just leave hate. Leave it out front, play I'm going to reclaim it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to y'all. We have a good time, as you can see. We love laughing, having fun. We don't take anything, you know, serious. And we just do our thing. And we just, we love each other. And we love the game of golf. So we appreciate you. Hey, we don't just eat the greens. We play them. So uh, with that, Reg, take us out of here. We always tell you, man, check in on your folks. And I think that's real important in these days and times. Uh, got some uh, got some friends out there that, that uh, um, you know, and some going through some rough things, man. So I just want to give a shout out to those who uh, who I've talked to recently, man. Hopefully um, you're going to be all right. Um, yeah. You know, and you always got friends here to to help you, man. So, um, you know, make Thank sure you, you check in on your folks because that's real important. Like I told you, all man, like got to you never know what someone's going through man so make sure you do that um it can make a difference for somebody man so that's what um on that note man thank you listeners again for fucking with us and if you don't um you know tell somebody so they can so we appreciate y'all riding with us on this dba uh nation and we keep expanding man so on that note we out this motherfucker and y'all might want to check on them golfers tomorrow too Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. I wish I had a Negro. Yeah. We gonna, we gonna tighten that belt real tight around your ass. That's how yeah. you gotta play everything. <laughs> I guarantee you, I got, I got, I got some duct tape. Negro. I'm gonna bring a rope, everything.